Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And Daniel, I feel like we should start this show by issuing a formal invitation. Oh, uh, normally when we issue a formal something, it's an apology. So this is new to me. I No, this uh, is... This I is don't new. know where you're going with this, but I'm, I'm ready. Is, Let's go. I'm, I'm so glad you don't know where I'm going. Uh, Daniel, we have long, long overlooked one of the greatest aspects of Locked On Bulldogs, and that is intern executive producer, lawyer in training, and marketing guru, uh, Michael audio engineer. W. Audio mm-hmm. engineer, mm-hmm. M-dubs, Michael mm-hmm. Michael W. Uh, We've never referred to him as that on the podcast. We've only called him Michael. But his middle initial is W. That's true. That's true. My bad. We need to let the people know. So here's our formal invitation. It's not actually. We just made that up and gave him that that nickname. We did. I just want to clarify, Michael, I know you're listening. I know your middle initial is not W, but... I also refuse to acknowledge it. Anyway, c- we carry on. We refuse to acknowledge it, okay? It is to us. And if Daniel and I say it, guess what? You can't do anything about it. Uh-oh. We, we have the microphones. <laughs> but uh-oh. This is our formal invitation for Michael to come on the podcast. Michael, please. And we need please. everybody to hear that. Michael, please. We need re- you here, bro. The listeners are ready. Everyone thinks you're fake. Everyone thinks you're made up. We're ready to have dungeon. you on the that we caged you in, that we we threw away the key and forgot, and just fed you scraps and told you to edit things down. Get out um, from there. We got Come a se- we got a segment that we're workshopping, that involves me and Clint and Michael, executive producer Michael. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about the idea. We've not That's run it by idea. Michael yet. He is the executive <laughs> no. producer, but he just does so not you all know, get this any is how say. Daniel and I fly. Yeah. We, we haven't talked to Michael at all about this. This, this is, is the, first the first he's, he's hearing of it. Yeah. So you, listener, learned at the exact same moment that that executive producer intern Michael learned he is only an intern after all, so I don't feel that That's bad true. about it. You are a loyal, yeah, a valued up. listener. He's a lowly yes. intern. It's not it's not even a fair comparison. Um, no, really no we're going to have Michael on the show sometime soon. We're going to get his takes. Um, he's got because he's got them, folks. He's got oh, some, he's, he's got, got some him. takes. He's got some takes. All right. Um, so, uh, hey, if you are new to the podcast, you don't know who Michael is. You're saying what's going on. Hey, welcome. Don't worry. You'll get to you, know Michael. They need a lexicon. They need, that's what they, they need. need. A if, you're, if you're new we to should, the show, we should work on that. Well, we already have. Michael's done. Oh, and uh, Michael's. We'll, yeah, that's another thing. We got to get serious. We got to. We mentioned it earlier in the week, but we got to get that lexicon in people's hands. So we got to figure out the best way to do that. After. So, hey, if you're new to the podcast, Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We are great at being fans. We are mediocre at best at most other things in our life. But good news for you, all you care for us is fans. You don't care about anything else in our lives except being a fan, which we do great at. We are not gurus or insiders at all, Daniel. There's no need to put words in the people's mouth. I mean, they, they probably care about our well-being. <laughs> like, these, like I like to think that we have a friendly relationship with the We've listeners. We've endeared ourselves like to the, the fans. They, okay, listen, right. they 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 care about us. Like there was a tornado in Nashville last okay. week. I like to think that people were at least at least at some point they thought like, oh, hey, a guy I listen to on a podcast lives in Nashville. I hope he's not dead in a ditch somewhere. Uh, okay. 
A great point. Just to be clear. Um, uh, no, we are fans. Your fans. This podcast, uh, as we always say, is for fans, by fans. We'd love for you to jump in to the conversation. Many of you do this all the time, uh, and we appreciate getting your uh, thoughts and opinions uh, either via Twitter, at Dogs Podcast, or via email, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Thanks for the, um, the shout-outs and the questions, the comments, the uh, well wishes and good feelings that we get from you guys. Uh, we appreciate them greatly. You can also help out the podcast by leaving us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service. But the one, if you do it on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out the most. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you can just uh, open iTunes on your computer and uh, leave us a rating or the podcast app or whatever you have on your computer and leave us a five-star rating and review on there. And that would help us out a tremendous amount. You can also subscribe to the show, uh, listen to the show, obviously, which is what you're doing, but subscribe so that you always get them downloaded to your phone and tell a friend about the show. All those things help us out a bunch. Um, can't talk anymore because we got a full show today. Yeah. We're, you, bringing, we're bringing back on? power rankings at the end Who? of the show. We are talking about another player and whether or not he's going to contribute to the program or leave the program, and this one is going to hit close to home for your boy, Clint. So mm-hmm. get ready for that. He's probably going to get emotional at some point on the show. <laughs> I'll rip. So. I'll rip open my my shirt and expose <laughs> my tattoo. Is, nobody wants to hear. Nobody has ever been more grateful that this is an audio podcast than <laughs> Carson. Than this Beck can do it. I can moment. do it too. This okay. Exact, no, no, you can't. Uh, but first, <laughs> going to talk about a little article on the Athletic. We um, <sighs> a, a couple articles came out last week. Maybe two weeks ago, um, the athletic, by the way, is not. It's not necessarily a. It's not a hot spot for dumb stuff that we read on the internet. We're we're fine with the athletic. Both of these both of these articles, you do have to pay a modest subscription. The athletic, to be clear, is the only pay service a pay. Um, sports news mm-hmm. outlet that I actually pay for and subscribe to. So we don't want to talk too much about it. We we do recommend these articles. One of them is by Stuart Mandel and one of them is by Bruce Feldman, who are just general college football writers. Um, uh, so we recommend the articles. If you have the athletic or are interested, you should, heavy you should get them. Heavy italics around general. Yeah, they're just general football writers. Um, they both put out a list of their top 25 college football coaches. Clint, uh-huh. um, how do you want to how do you want to have this conversation? I'm going to let you decide how we approach okay. this conversation, Clint. Uh, I want to start by by talking about Bruce Feldman's list. I want to go right. Okay, there. we're going to go right to Bruce. Okay, okay. what's up, Bruce? Right Welcome to, to not, the show. We're not warming up. No, nope, we're going to go. We're going to go right to Bruce. Um, okay. You want to start with where Kirby falls on the list? Uh, well, let's yeah, we should start there. That's most important for Kirby, our listeners. And Kirby we'll... on Bruce Feldman's list. Stuart Mandel has Kirby ranked higher than Bruce Feldman, uh, mm-hmm. but Bruce mm-hmm. Feldman has Kirby ranked the seventh best college football coach in the country. Six coaches well, better makes... than him in all of college. Well, football. that makes sense, Daniel, because clearly they wouldn't be anybody above him that hasn't won a national championship above him. National championship winning coaches sure be above him, but nobody above him that hasn't won a national championship. Well, there ain't seven coaches that have won oh. the national championship, so or six. Oh, that's right. Or five. Uh huh. Or four. No, no. There's been three. There's three, and one okay. of them is a new kid on the block. And honestly, 
I would fight you today if you told me Ed Orgeron was a better coach than Kirby Smart. But but whatever. That's fine. I digress. No, he has, the list is Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin. Number three. three, everyone. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy wants to fight you, Franklin, is number three okay. on the list. He's, he's, but he's, he's made the college football playoff clearly before then. Uh, try again. Uh, he's 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 been the dominant force in his conference for four years. Try again. Guess oh. one year. Guess guess oh. if he's finished in the top top if he's won his division once. Nope. Guess if he's the Dan Mullen of the Big Ten. There we go. Now that's we're it. Now we're that's, there. That we're home, sweet home. James Franklin, number three. Uh, Bruce, I don't know what you're doing, bro. Like there I, is a lot of drugs brr. in the world, Clint, and Bruce has <laughs> recreational tried some drugs. Of them. Is true. Bruce, he he lives in New York. Let's there's just. A, there's a lot of things look. happening there. Look. Ed Orgeron comes in at number four. Okay, he won a national championship. I get sure. it, but I, again, sure. I, we don't have time for that. Um, number five and six have you written all over them, though, Clint, on this oh list. Oh, my thing. gosh. This is okay. a match made in heaven. <laughs> These Listener, are two of my most quick, punchable faces quick. in the world. <laughs> real quick, try to guess who it is. If, you, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I know you'll be able to think of at least one of them. Think about who Look, people might not think is one of the best coaches in college football uh-huh. and who Clint specifically hates with the fury of a thousand sons. If your guess was Lincoln Riley and Jimbo Fisher, ding, 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 ding. two for two, you win. Oh my gosh. Lincoln Riley, the most overhyped. I do nothing but apparently am smarter. Look, I get the guy has a photographic memory that he can call he can recall plays that failed to win games. Just to be clear. He can recall plays that he called four years ago in games that he lost. Do we realize like this isn't a skill you should be proud of if no. you're not winning those games? No. It's not. Like what in the world? Lincoln no. Riley? Yeah. Get out of my get out of my life. I, I don't have time for you. Jimbo Fisher. Okay, look. He he won a national champion at Florida State. Okay. Like not college football playoff championship, but I, so I maybe but my gosh, the most try hard I want to make he went to Texas A&M to try to prove himself in the SEC. Like do you guys get how how thirsty he is for respect? He That's sad. It's um it, it is sad. Jimbo is... I guess Jimbo technically does have a national championship, so there are four coaches that have a national championship. But again, it's not college football playoff. So. I, for, I forgot about... Uh, I forgot old, about old Jimbo. Um, look, that's all... We, we don't have time to fully get into these articles. Um, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Really quick. Really quick. Clint has D- the floor. Daniel, I, I'll, I'll, pay you, I'll pay you 20 bucks, <laughs> listener, if right now you are sincere to me and you know who... Scott Satterfield coaches, and you didn't look it up online. I think okay. I would. I think I know. I think I would have known. Oh. I'd know okay. because I saw it on the article. But Scott yeah. Satterfield's a Louisville coach. He coached App State last year or the year before before he got the Louisville job. Um, Brian Drinkwitz replaced him at App State, and now Brian Drinkwitz is so the Luke, the Scott Satterfield coaching tree is is. I mean, he's got proteges in the SEC, Clint. Look at that. Um, 
Bruce Feldman thinks he's the tenth best coach in all of college football. So. Good golly. Do you want to do you want to quickly hit Stewart's list at all? Stewart's got Nick Saban, Dabo, uh, Ed Orgeron, Lincoln Riley, Kirby Smart five. Which this list Gosh. I have less problem with. I think. Uh-huh. There's a world in which someone could believe Lincoln Riley is as good as Kirby Smart. Lincoln sure. Riley has achieved as much as Kirby Smart has, except for the recruiting rankings. But in terms of on the field, Lincoln Riley has at least achieved the level to which Kirby Smart has achieved. Uh, Stewart has Brian Kelly number six, though, and that's where... What is happening and he also has James Franklin seven, and then Dan Mullen eight, which I'm sorry, but I don't I don't see Dan Mullen ahead of a lot of these coaches on this list. Anyway, you should go check out the list. We're way too long for the first segment, so we're going to jump out of here. But um, uh, both those articles are on the Athletic. Um, there's so much top twenty five lists are just fuel for dumb stuff. So we just wanted to mention them. Uh, we're coming back after the break, and um, we're going to talk about a player who might leave the program or might contribute. All, All right, right, Clint. This is um, uh, we've been going through these players, players that are on the fence. We're saying a little bit on the fence. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to stay. Maybe they're going to find their role. These guys probably are not going to become stars at this point. It's a little not bit, at this point. It's, it's a little bit late for them. But um, but they might find their role on this team, contribute to the team, um, or they might not, and they might go the way of many players in college football and transfer. The player today is um, is not. Yesterday was Tommy Bush, for example. Tommy Bush not a lot of playing time in his University of Georgia career. Uh, today's nope. player is not cannot does not share that. Uh, role because though he is only a true sophomore in this coming season uh, in his freshman year last year he experienced quite a bit of playing time so much so that he has become in your mind the world's foremost premier talent at his position Clint your words not mine yeah. Uh, also, in the lexicon, can we can we put lexicon in there? Daniel's <laughs> Daniel showboating or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Daniel Daniel Kenny, Steam. Kenny McIntosh is our player on the list today, Clint. Uh-huh. And uh, the question, in case you forgot it, is: <laughs> Is yeah. Kenny McIntosh more likely to contribute to the University of Georgia this season or transfer from the University of Georgia sure. this season? Yeah, no. This is the, this is the most anticlimactic response in the entire world, Daniel. Because everybody should know where I stand on this with Kenny McIntosh. I've made claims Kenny McIntosh is going to be the leading rusher on this team next year because of his vision, his ability, uh, and I'm standing by that. I'm not backing down. I'm doubling down. So just to be clear, that would make him, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here. The premier no, no. talent <laughs> at his position on the team. Would it not? Uh, okay. Let look, the lexicon I've, show that I said I've, exactly what you said, no, only no. using different words. No, no. Here's what I've said. I've likened Kenny McIntosh to Frank Gore. Okay, you're going to tell me Frank Frank Gore, <laughs> 47 year in NFL veteran Frank Gore. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> Frank okay. Gore was never, never in his life was sexy at all at the running back position. Kenny McIntosh no. is a workhorse. But was uh, often the premier talent on his team, just to be clear. But, um, yes, Kenny McIntosh, you think of him as two-hipped Frank Gore. So what Two Frank hips, Gore yes. would yeah, be oof. if he had both hips. Can you guys just let that sink in for a second? This man is 47 years old, playing on a replaced hip and I think a torn ACL. And the dude's still getting paid by the NFL. He's had a torn just, ACL. He's had a torn ACL since 01. He's just, he's been, <laughs> he's been rocking on that thing. <laughs> the doctor said, you got to let us train that, Frank. And he, he said, no, maybe next year. <laughs> Try to have a try to imagine a conversation between Frank Gore and Nick Chubb. Like they sit down at the NFL Pro Bowl together. They eat literally their entire meal with only polite nods at each other. Yes. Uh, uh, no, I think he's going to be contributing easily. That's that's my easy answer. What say you? I I want to say Kenny McIntosh is not going to transfer from the University of Georgia. I do not think he's more likely to transfer this year than he is to contribute this year. But I think he's more likely to transfer than he is Overall. to be the second string running back ever. I think he's more likely to transfer out of the program at some point than he is to be the second string running back in the program at okay. some point. I do not think that he has that in his future. Um, so it just sort of depends on if Kenny McIntosh is the kind of kid who is going to transfer if he can never be the second string running back in the program because I do not see that in the cards for this young mm. man. So um, I do think he's going to contribute this year, though. I think there's a chance he could have a rushing touchdown this year. I think so. You got to, I guess, call him a contributor at that point. Um, if anything, it's not like we have a billion bodies at running back. Well, you know, we, we have, got we have three five guys. We, yeah, well, I mean two that, freshmen, two freshmen and three uh and one of those is James Cook who has only carried the ball from scrimmage once in his career or something. I, I, I don't know. So. And it was it was wait for it on 3rd and 15 he took a draw. To be clear, um James Coley's no longer the offensive coordinator oh. in Athens. So Oh. oh so, we got a chance. So so the sun came out there for a second in the segment <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, no, I, do, I don't know. I don't know what the future is for Kenny McIntosh, but I do think he's going to contribute to the program. I obviously do not think he has a chance to lead this team in rushing and um, may have some thoughts on that maybe in a segment we do next week or sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. Some thoughts related to that when we talk about another player at the University of Georgia. For now, though, that's, uh, that's it on Kenny McIntosh. We both think he's going to contribute and uh, some power rankings. Are next. All right, that's another slow jam, Daniel. You're you're some, into the some power rankings. Some power are rankings. next. Next, that was cool. One Come on one. back for power rankings. Uh, all right, Clint. This What's power, the power rankings, rankings this week. This power rankings is one that I like. It is not non-UJ football related. In fact, mm. it's non-Braves mm. related. It's uh -oh. non-Seahawks related for you. It's uh -oh. non-Falcons related for me. This is your favorite athletes of all time that did mm. not play for a team that you cheered for. Does not have mm. to be favorite athletes that played for a rival, though that would be a fun power rankings to do. Ooh. 
Um, but this is favorite athletes of all time, any sport, any level, who did not play for a team that you cheered for. Would you like to go first or second? I do. Nope, I want to go first. Uh, I'm going to start in basketball. Uh, when I was a child and I came home from school, there were a couple sports. I grew up on the West Coast, so the time difference, a couple sports that was tipping off right when I got home. Uh, that's how I became a Braves fan, actually. Little known fact. Hmm. They were, it was them or the Cubs, and I hated Harry Carey's voice with a dying passion. Well, uh, Skip, greater than Harry, not a hot take. There's no doubt about it. Skip Carey. Greater than Harry Carey. Chip Carey, worse than both of them combined. Oh, oh. Just Apple far, from, far tree. from the tree. Um, so, uh, but another team that was tipping off the same at relative close times were the Bulls. Now, mm. you're going to think I'm going to say MJ. And, I mean, how could you not cheer for MJ? I get that. I understand. Mm-hmm. But if you all thought I wasn't going to name Scottie Pippen in here, Y'all, y'all don't know a damn thing. Scottie Pippen, one of my favorite athletes to cheer for, for a team I had no business cheering for, because the dude just came to work and balled out, and the fact that he had the greatest player of all time on his team, no one understood exactly how great Scottie Pippen was. I loved cheering for that guy. He could do everything. I loved basketball. When I would play basketball in my living room with balled-up socks and the trash can, I was Scottie Pippen hitting threes from downtown. Absolutely loved the Bulls. Was a huge Bulls fan. Had a life-size cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan in my bedroom. Posters on the wall. Huge Bulls fan. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to list a player from the Bulls because that was a team that I cheered for. That was my team. Mm. So Scottie mm. Pippen, Michael Jordan uh, off the table for me. But Scottie Pippen is an absolute NBA legend. Um, he is greater than... If you're young, go watch Scotty mm-hmm. Pippen. He was he is the, the Kawhi Leonard of his generation. Daniel, well freaking said. And and he's better than Kawhi. The difference is he played in a generation where you didn't bounce around and go try to be the star in Toronto or whatever and win a, but Scotty Pippen could have done that. Okay? Oh, yeah. He he could have done that. He was the best. He's Scotty Pippen is the best all-around defender, the best non-big man defender in the history of the NBA. He is an mm-hmm. exceptional scorer. He was fantastic. My, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my NBA player though that did not play for the Bulls, the team that I cheered for growing up. Um, he played out in your neck of the woods, Clint, for the Seattle okay. SuperSonics. Clint, oh, give it to me. And his name was Sean Kemp, and um, he got addicted to some sort of crack cocaine. Uh, and oh, exactly really fell off the map. But before he did that, he was just highlight dunk after dunk. He was the most entertaining player to watch. I used to, on the Nerf hoop in my bedroom, it used to be mm. Sean Kemp all day long. NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo, Sean Kemp all day long. He was my favorite NBA player for a hot minute there. When he was in his heyday in Seattle, uh, they made a video game because of Sean Kemp. Y'all realize this? Like Sean Kemp like was a Sean freaking Kemp. legend. It's freaking amazing. Uh, okay, this this is the greatest. Ooh, I 
This is one of the greatest center fielders of all time. And if you guys don't think Ken Griffey Jr. is on the top five greatest players of all time in baseball, come at me. Because the kid was a freak. Mm-hmm. And his swing, you every single... Daniel and I, right now, right, right now. now, if you... We could get up and mimic his batting stance because I'm, I'm, I'm we, thinking about doing it, it right down. now. It feels good. It feels, <laughs> it feels so it good. It feels good. Listen, uh, wiffle King ball in grandmother's front yard. This a it's a King Griffey Jr. Every time I hit that ball, you better believe the the backhand is dropping off that bat, and I am yep. just laying it on my back heel while I watch. And the you're ball doing go. that hip, that uh-huh. hip strut mm. as you walk down. King Griffey Jr. was smoother than butter. He was power hitter and di- had the upper body of Daniel and I, and yet bombed those things out. Let's be so many. Come on, don't do that to my man Ken. Um, King Griffey Jr. second on my list. I'm going to give you my baseball player. I'm just going to follow your lead. I'm going to take whatever sport you take. Um, Great. I'm going to give you my baseball player. If you've been listening to the show and other episodes of Power Rankings, uh, this may not come as a shock to you because I mentioned this player. When I was mentioning most, uh, I think some of my favorite logos, my favorite team logos mm-hmm. of all time, I brought up the old school Montreal Expos logo, and there was zero reason to watch the Montreal Expos except for a man named Vladimir Guerrero. Listen, you were oh, not gosh. you were not tuning into those games to watch Moise Salou. Okay, that's not that's not what you were doing. You were going to watch Vlad the Impaler. And uh, pitchers were going to throw him an ankle high fastball. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exaggerating, guys. And he was guys, going to again, get on his knees in the batter's box, and he was going to launch that pitch over the left field wall with by just flicking his wrist at it. Go watch Daniel some YouTube. Is not exaggerating. Go watch some YouTube of Vladimir Guerrero right now. It's the greatest baseball uh, hitter. Like, in terms of a, a junk ball hitter, he's the greatest junk ball hitter of all time. He came to the States. They handed him a bat, and oh, then he yeah. saw the baseball. And he looked at that and said, hold on. <laughs> I'm used to hitting pebbles with a broomstick. Okay? you telling me, me I, and the kids, all I have to do is hit and, that? <laughs> I, that? That giant thing with this giant thing? Okay, I think we could do some <laughs> things with this. We're fine. Oh, Vladimir Guerrero. God, All right. God Here's him. the last one. Here's my last one. And the last one, Daniel, is going to be a bit of a surprise, maybe. Okay. Because I have no connection to this team whatsoever, hmm. except for Jerome Bettis was the most dominant running back oh my. in the history of the world. Okay. Okay. Boss Bailey. <laughs> Boss Bailey alerted everybody. <laughs> we Boss, are. He, we, he trucked every <laughs> DB. We in are the getting into some territory right now. That <laughs> he ran over every safety that tried to come down in the box. In, in an era, uh, Jerome Bettis is is my favorite running back to cheer for, not on a team I love. And that's because you looked at him and you said, "No, coach, where's where's the starting running back?" <laughs> you, you said, "Who let the vending machine repairman in here, and who gave him a uniform?" <laughs> Because. <laughs> and Jerome Bennett said, no worry, bro. Go stand 10 yards over there with a the helmet on. Let's go. You think, oh, you okay, that's fine. Let's do this. Jerome Bettis oh, uh, was my favorite for the Steelers. Uh, I loved watching him run. He had, he had just 
the the guy Daniel and I this should be on the Lexicon too. We talk about uh, hoodie old man hoodie at the YMCA mm-hmm. that just long balls sli- out on the basketball long court. Long sleeve tee, old long sleeve tee, long shanks. That's what my my buddies and I used to call them. Old long shanks. Yeah. He's gonna hit you with a Takes- bony elbow in the ribs, and he's gonna put a hook shot on you all day long. <laughs> Did takes you? 15 minutes to stretch. Calisthenics, he calls yep. them. Yep. Getting warmed up, and he schools you. That's what Jerome Bennis was, and I loved cheering for him every single chance I got. Well, I, I, again, Clint, I'm going to stick with the NFL. I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an NFL player here, and um, <laughs> while he plays the same position as Jerome Bettis, I don't think there are two less similar players in the history of the NFL. Let me Clint. hold on. Let me try to guess. Let me okay. try to guess. Warwick Dunn. Nope. Oh, but that oh. but that would have been a good one. Who the hell actually cheers for Warwick Dunn though? What, what kind of person know. do you think I am? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I'm offended by that. <laughs> you you just I'm called me a Warwick Dunn fan? <laughs> I'm not a criminal, Clint. I'm not a <laughs> not a hardened criminal. Uh no, the man's name is Barry Sanders, Clint, and he oh. is the most entertaining running back I've ever seen play on any level at any time. Uh, Barry Sanders, uh, Thanksgiving as a child. Was, was an American tradition. Yeah, watching Barry Sanders just make clowns look silly on Thanksgiving Day was a tradition unlike any other. It's the masters mm. of the NFL. Um, I loved, I grew up loving Barry Sanders. Uh, I love everything that he, I love that he retired early. I love that he didn't, I love that that he didn't plan a comeback or flirt with a comeback. I love that no one could understand it. And he was like, guys, I'm just going to take my money and not have CTE over here. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Just you live your life and I'm going to not have CTE with all this money over here. So that's what Barry Sanders did. He went on his terms, and he was one of the greatest to ever do it, but by far the most electric and entertaining running back to ever do it. So he was, uh, he's my favorite NFL player that did not play for a team that I cheer for. And that wraps it up for this week's Power Rankings. If you've got thoughts on our Power Rankings, if you've got names you want to add to the list or chime in, uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you. Um, <clears throat> We'll be back tomorrow, but that does it for today's episode of Lockdown Bulldogs. If you want another show to listen to, uh, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On SEC. See ya. See ya.